This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. Yo, what's good, everyone? Alex Chateras here with another Jets episode of the Next Jets, etc. podcast. And with me, it's always my buddy, my cousin, pal, the man on the plan, the one and only, the one and only, John Malika. And as always, because he's embedded in this podcast, like an SEO, like a slug, video producer, Greg, we're all here today. But before we ask everyone how they're doing, y'all know the drill. If you listen to this podcast and you haven't already done so, please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us a five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a review or comment. You can also find this podcast on the Jet Press or the Daily Knicks, which is partnered with Fansided and Minimedia. We also got a YouTube channel, Knicks coming, Jets coming, ETC, period, on the right side, et cetera. That shit's wild. Find the page, subscribe. Hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And when you watch a video, hit the like button. Leave a comment. Add to the conversation. We want to know your thoughts and opinions on Jed's training camp. What are your What are your thoughts about this upcoming season? Come on, everyone. We all know you got some thoughts and opinions on the New York Jets. We all know you're as hyped as we are. All right? If I'm hyped, you should be hyped. Let me tell you that right now. And we got another podcast, Winning Picks Weekly, also sponsored or partnered with Minute Media, I should say. John, video producer Greg, and our guy and co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through every sport possible. They give you their takes on where to place your money if you like sports gambling. And then last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. We are there. John, Greg, what's going on, fellas? How you do? How you guys doing today? I'm good, man. You know, it was the MLB trade deadline day, so it was stressful all the way up to, you know, leading up to recording this pod. We got, uh, you know, little, little mini moves here for the Yankees and the Mets, you know, but the rivals are making moves, which is uh, pretty, I think, scarier, honestly, from our perspective. So that was, uh, that was fun. We got good vibes going out uh, in Jets training camp. And then, honestly, dude, the news of the day is we it's just the, the worst man on the planet. His name is Tom Brady, the biggest con man there ever was. He belongs in prison, dude. It's unbelievable. Dude, if I'm a Miami Dolphins fan today, I am I am losing my mind. I can't, I can't believe it. So, right now, good I don't vibe. know. I find it pretty entertaining. I like it. So, I like this chaos. Yeah, this is good chaos. It doesn't involve the New York Jets, man. It's good. I mean, from our side, just, you know, being selfish Jets fans, because what a, I mean, I don't even know. You talk about dumpster fires. Like, I don't know who's the bigger dumpster fire. The Patriots, where they're they're starting franchise quarterback that they call the go and they worship the ground that he walks on is literally negotiating deals with a division rival in training camp. (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't know if that's the dumpster fire or the dumpster fire on the other side where they got caught tanking games, but not really tanking games, but tanking games for sure. <laughs> and also tampering. Like, 
It's also wild, man. So, uh, in terms of the Jets, training camp's been fantastic. No injuries, knock on wood, knock on my head, knock on everything you could possibly find. So, I'm chilling, man. I'm feeling great about over five and a half. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but, Greg, how about yourself, man? <clears throat> I'm doing good, and I agree with John. I still can't believe we're at five and a half. <laughs> the juice is moving on a little bit because I think people are betting it because it's just, I mean, every day we're getting a little bit better. We got some more people practicing today. The team's coming together. Love what you're seeing out of camp. So I'm doing good. If the Jets are doing good, I'm doing good. So happy about that. Happy about the MLB trade deadline. We're in full swing now. MLB mode. Everyone's getting ready for the playoffs. So um just been enjoying that. How about you, Alex? How's everything going? Look, man, I'm enjoying it. We're getting ready. We're gearing up for football season. It's now August. I, I don't have to say football's around the corner. Football is now officially here, okay? This is the Let's month, the month where we, now that the month is here where you get preseason football, I can officially say football is back. Jets are around the corner. We're reading all these articles. We're again, the New York Jets are practicing well. You're, you're reading about Zach Wilson, you know, showing improvements as a quarterback. You're seeing that we have a healthy roster, as you guys have already talked about, knock on wood all over the place. Look, the and you see the rest of the league, guys are like falling down like flies, like due to injuries. It's not that you're you're happy to see or anything like that, but when you start seeing these things as a fan, you got to be like, we may have a chance. We may have a chance. And when you guys talk about the five and a half, you're like, okay, guys are going down. Everyone is healthy and reporting to practice now. It's nothing but good vibes, not only on this podcast, but over on the practice field. How can you not take that over on the five and a half? I mean, Massachusetts just was late to the party in passing uh sports sports gambling, uh, especially on mobile. So I'll be missing this season. Otherwise, we'll be joining you guys and taking that five and a half at this point. But I'm feeling good, man. Feeling good about how the, the New York Jets are, are are doing at camp. But can we just start off with this topic about the cause you know, they quoted Robert Sala talking about those uh those guardian guardian caps for the helmets. And I want to know your thoughts and opinions because as someone who's played football, not saying I play at a high level, just playing like high school football, I can understand where he's coming from. If like you're, if you're using that, you get some extra padding. It's heavier on you and you're not doing the proper drill. I mean, these guys don't go full, full on like tackle anymore. Like they used to prior to the 2011, uh, CBA, right? So with Robert Silas concerns about that, I, I totally understand that, especially if you're like, how much, how much contact are we doing to begin with anyway? Like, and even still, like, you're still going to get, you're still going 100 miles per hour in the game, which is usually where these, you know, injuries happen. So I'm going to start off with you, John. What are, you, what are your thoughts about these guardian helmets? Do you like them? Do you hate them? Do they look funky to you? Would yeah, you- they look, I mean, they look funny, of course. I mean, who, I mean, this is, this goes, you know, to your, Theory that the NFL just panders, and you know this is just a pandering move. You know what I'm saying? We care about your, your concussions. We don't want to get sued again. You know, allegedly, here's allegedly. you know here's some here's some foam helmets. Slap them on for practice and have a good time. What do you think about these guardian helmets, man? Do they look funky to you? Do you like them? Do you think they're needed? Do you think it's yeah. just the NFL pandering to everybody? I don't know so much. I mean, maybe it's pandering a little bit. I think they're just trying something. Yeah, they look funky. Yeah, they're different. There's something new. I don't know if it's all preseason we're wearing them or if it's just kind of the training camp portion, the early parts of training camp portion before we start making cuts. Not exactly sure how 
what the schedule is for them. But, you know, I just think they're trying something here. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I get that, you know, Coach Sal is concerned about the players getting a little too used to it than going into games and not having it. So it can be a little different. So to me, that makes sense. I mean, all these guys practice so much like it's the game to be prepared for the game to just completely throw a variable in there. I think that's a little bit unfair to the players. But if you're trying to protect them, you're trying to do something good, you know, I'm all for it. I don't think it's going to make its way into the game full time. But in practices, maybe moving forward, if it works and people are healthy, I think a lot of it, too, that I saw early on was for linemen because linemen are just banging heads all day long, (laughs) rep after rep after rep. So, you know, if it just protects those guys a little bit more, you know, I'm all for it. Is it going to work? I don't know about that, but we'll see. So then, John, yeah, what do you think about these? I don't think it'll ever make it into the game, especially yeah. because the NFL likes to sell their helmets, right? Like, look at this year, everything, you know, goals from the helmets. The jerseys really come from there. So I don't think it'll ever really make it into the game. But this is brownie points for the NFL to say, hey, look, we care. We care so much about concussions. We care so much about CTE. We've learned from the last lawsuit. Please don't sue us again. We're trying really hard. And, you know, here's some big foam black helmets, you know, for practice. So at least we'll protect you there. I mean, I I don't know if it actually does anything. I think head coaches in general, Alex, like don't like change. So regardless of what the change is, they're going to be annoyed about it. So... You know, if it, if, it, if it does protect even one person one time, then, you know, amazing. You save the concussion for practice where, you know, there's really no need for one. But I don't know. You seem to have a, a strong feeling about these helmets, man. You have strong yeah, feelings? I, mean, I just agree with Coach Sala where if you're getting used to these, like they always teach you to keep your face mask up and put on the side of the ball so you can try to force a fumble. And they want you to like face like how you're facing, like I'm facing the camera right now, right? If you start putting your head down and you start trying to lead with your head, that's like the softest part of your head. So it does, it, you're then, you're inadvertently teaching players that it's okay to tackle with your head down, which is no, no. And it also hurts your neck too. Like you're put, you put, you're exposing your neck too to severe damage. So I don't know, man. Why, why start reading stuff like that? And if players are getting too comfortable, like, like I said, they're not, practicing form tackling like they used to prior to 2011 i would i would try i would try to keep i don't know there's just something where it's like you try to you try to keep the form and try to like make sure that you 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 reinforce good good habits you make a great point because like think about cornerbacks and linebackers having to twist their neck back and look at you know zach wilson throwing 80 yard bombs like that can't be good (laughs) yeah can't be good for your neck man can't be good for your deck, but that's that's a good point. Talking about a guy who's been looking pretty good that we talked about at the top of this pod, Zach Wilson, man, coming out here showing he's got that dog in him in, in more ways than one. Yo, know? speaking of speaking of, <laughs> did you see that kid? Because he was open to the public today. Uh, some kid uh, went to training camp with a jersey that said Milf Hunter, and every <laughs> like not every single, but. Uh, some of the Jets fan favorite players all came and signed, like Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, DJ Uzama. Uh, <laughs> like everybody came over, uh, Sauce Gardner. They all came over specifically 
just a sign and jersey. Yeah, if if the Jets nice make the class. playoffs this year, if the Jets make the playoffs this year, and this is like the way that you start off the season with Zach Wilson just getting this much streak street cred all of them. <laughs> Off of this rumor. story that we don't know is come yeah, if it's yeah, true we or not. Know. We don't know. And that's what <laughs> that's I'm saying. my favorite it, part. It's amazing. It would be absolutely amazing. The Jets would be looked at like in such a in such a different fashion. One Instagram comment. That's all it takes, man. <laughs> Literally, dude, it's crazy. Yo, dude, uh, Greg, you watch that CJ Uzama interview, right? Busting with the boys, talking yeah, about oh, yeah. He's he's talking about he's he's comparing Zach Wilson to Joe Burrow and like you know not in a, not in a crazy way he's like trying to step back as much as he possibly could but he's yeah. talking about the vibes about the Bengals comparing them to the Jets they were just in the Super Bowl bro how wild is that it was pretty insane it was also pretty insane to hear him talk about just how Joe like isn't like very like demanding very like he's very laid back i mean he's joe cool we all know that on the field and stuff but he said he's like that joe breezy yeah <laughs> he's just he's just chilling he does his thing and i i kind of you know zach wilson i think a lot of guys were talking about you know he's kind of small he looks young he might not be able to command a, an nfl team and stuff like that i think the world's changing i don't think you need to be this boisterous rah-rah guy to lead your team. I think you lead your team through action. So if Zach Wilson plays well, if the rumors stay good about him and stuff like that, we don't get any mono or any hot dog eating going on from Zach Wilson. Everything he stays. Think. He think, boy. Yeah. <laughs> or, game punched, or game punched in the face for not paying $500. By a teammate. Yeah. <laughs> if, we stay, if we avoid all that stuff and he plays well on the field, I think Zach Wilson's got a lot of just Joe Cool take- as well. Doesn't take uh, pictures of his genitals. Doesn't get rotator cuff surgery. Yeah. The, cra- so the crazy part <laughs> is too is doesn't have to come back out of retirement. <laughs> yeah, the list we're going off of isn't like all the bad things that have happened with Jets quarterbacks. They're just every Jets quarterback in a row while he's been alive. <laughs> it's not like we're picking and choosing. It's just something that's happened with every single quarterback. It's funny so, that we have that many like things that we can reference for all these Jets quarterbacks. My <laughs> yeah, so he's that just got to avoid top. the bad stuff. The, the good stuff that's been happening with Instagram comment and all the rumors and stuff is great, but he's got to avoid the bad stuff on and off the field. So, well, he, he, like he avoided it. He, he avoided it last year, I, you know, like with this type yeah. of stuff. And to add on to like what CJ Uzoma said, like, I think each leader is different. And each team is built differently, right? So you don't necessarily sure. need that guy who's going to rah-rah everybody. So if Zach Wilson fits the DNA of this team of what they need as a leader, then so be it. It doesn't need to be like Peyton Manning going in there and give, like orchestrating like some crazy play. It doesn't need to be Tom Brady who just screams oh, in your face oh, and just oh, you don't get cheats up and down oh, the sideline. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh. You don't have to be you, Phil, you don't have to be Philip Rivers clapping your hands. Trying yep. to get everyone Gosh, up to the line. It. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're in those uh we're in those uh cowboy ties. <laughs> yeah. The bolos. But yeah, yeah. I mean he he's he's done the at least from according to our our, our main man, Rich Semini, and ESPN's been covering the Jets and the New York Titans, decided to write a whole piece about uh, I don't even want to read the headline because it's so ridiculous. But Zach Wilson. I think you got to read the headline for our listeners who don't even know. Just, just do it. This is the headline from the Jets Insider for ESPN. Inside the Jets, 
Jets' wild Idaho escape. S'mores, slides, Justin Bieber, Wayne Gretzky, and football. Like, what What are we doing here? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's very odd. But talking about leadership off the field, I mean, of course, we expect, you know, the rookies, right? Like Garrett Wilson to come, Jeff Smith, people trying to make the team, Wesco, who just resigned, but he's trying to stay on the squad. Like, we expect those guys. But there's no reason for Joe Flacco, right? Or Braxton Berrios, who just got paid, CJ Uzama. Like, there's no reason for those guys to go there. Even Elijah Moore, Michael Carter. Like, I don't know if my card was there. But, um, the, I mean, the, it, that, that's, that, that's, that's leadership, man. People who want to hang out with you in the offseason for no reason, just to be better at work. Like, you know that you have some type of influence and you guys are actually trying to win. Uh, I remember, uh, Sam, uh, Sam Darnold would go to like the West Coast, whoever would show up to be like one or two wide receivers. Like, you know, like Robbie Anderson yeah. would show up or something and be like, oh yeah, this is awesome. Like, so this is pretty cool, man. I, I really do believe in the Jets, and I don't think it's just propaganda right now. I mean, I know it's still, you know, seven on sevens, and, you know, we're practicing with big mushroom helmets on. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, it, it's not real at all, right? I, I totally get it. Hall of Fame game's coming Thursday, but no one's even going to play in it. I understand. It's still early. But, man, things are starting to shape up. You said that uh, George Font finally got his first rep today. Yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad because Zach Wilson complained that Carl Lawson has been living in the backfield. <laughs> so <laughs> we, need to, we need to start shaping things up there. But man, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm really excited about the shape of this team, dude. Uh, I know I'm jumping a little ahead here to the defense. John, real quick but- be- before we move on yeah. though, can I just finish up on C- the CJ Uzama interview? Cause there's two other things that I took away from that. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to point awesome. out because for Salah and stuff, because Quan Alexander being on this team just changes everything, man. Yeah. He literally, he, he, like th- that, you know, that the team, like he's, he's, he's rooting for the coach and you know that he's, they're on a one year deal and they need business, man. Yeah. I, I want to dive into his defense, but real quick, CJ, two last things. He's living by Zach Wilson. I don't know if it's the <laughs> yeah, same yeah. complex or whatever. And he said the houses are set up the same. So. In Zach Wilson's basement is like a film room. So they all watch film together and stuff. Then they go to You're his telling place. Me the Jets didn't have to put a clause in Zach Wilson's contract to watch film? No, and he has the oh, boys God. over. The boys come over, they watch <laughs> film. Then they go to CJ's place, which is down the hall or the next building over. And he's got a full bar in his basement. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they're chilling. Yeah, then they just chill and relax and chop it up about whatever they're chopping up about. So I love that. I mean, that's the type of stuff for CJ that it's like ingratiates yourself with the team right away. He's a veteran. He's a team guy. We all know that. But for him to be here is a huge, huge thing for Zach Wilson's development, not only on the field, but off the field. And two, he talked about the facilities because, you know, uh, one of the guys that was interviewing whatever asked about uh, Will Compton asked, like, you know, oh, Cincinnati facilities, they stink. He's like, you know, I've been there for a while. (laughs) Everyone kind of ragged on him in the beginning of my tenure there. They've gotten a lot better. But when he came to New York, he's like, it's the facilities at the Jets are another level. He's like, you know, if you have a certain like that, he's like, you know, who do I go? What chef do I reach out to for meal plan, meal planning and meal prepping? I'm like, I don't know. Just talk to like one of the team guys. Like they'll hook you up with whatever you need. What do I do about this? Like who do, who should, like who's a good, you know, person in the area for this? Like, I don't know with the team has it. Like we just have it set up for these guys. It seems like. 
compared to other things. And they actually talked about how like the NFLPA should like grade or rate or something like that, like these facilities for these players, because it is a huge decision making uh, part of their decision making when it comes to what teams they want to play with is the food, the the weight room, everything, the whole facility and everything. So it was great to hear both those things in that interview. I was very happy about that. I wonder, very though, happy like, about what he brings to the team. I wonder though, like if you start grading, I know we're going off side tan we're going on a side tangent here as KJE fashion. Yeah. If you start grading these facilities through NFL standards, like yes, it's very important for the players, right? Like you want to make sure you're getting the right diet in. You want to make sure that physically you're taken care of because this is your career. You want to make sure your body's in like the best primo shape possible. But do you think that would be like, do you think that'd be, obviously that'd be, I feel like that would be partially an advantage to a Jets. I don't know how much of an advantage because you still have to have a good organization. Like you could have the nicest facilities ever for like you go over there and you hate everyone who you're working with. I don't care how nice the facilities are. Don't want to be there. So do you think, do you think that would be like an edge for like teams that they start rating? And it's like teams who, who have been known to be like in the dumps, they start revamping their facilities. Like maybe if the Detroit Lions get like top of the line, you know, facility, does Detroit now attract like some of the top free agents? Do you think it'll go in that direction? What do you guys think? I think it's like how they, how they evaluate players when it comes to drafting. It's like, to me, it's like a tiebreaker. It's like, yeah, I want to go to the Jets, but I also want, might want to go to, you know, the Carolina Panthers. But, you know, the taxes might be lower in Carolina, but the facilities are way better at the Jets. So it's kind of weighing those options. I agree with your point, Alex. It's like the opportunity to play, the opportunity to play at a high level, the opportunity to compete for a championship, I think, are, you know, the biggest factors for a free agent besides the money and the location. But I just think it's just a factor in it. Maybe it's not a grading system. Maybe it's just like a checklist thing. Like, yes, they have that. Yes, they have this. Yes, they have that. So this way, just people know before they get into it, kind of what they're getting into. What are your thoughts, John? Yeah, I mean, I don't. it's, it's a little subjective, but I mean, everybody already kind of knows, man. None of this stuff is a secret. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody knows the Cowboys probably have the best facilities. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure SoFi now has stuff to match. I'm sure, you know, Vegas has stuff to match Allegiance, like all the new stadiums. Um, you hear about Indy, right? You hear about even Minnesota. Like you start to, you start to hear about people's facilities and what they have going on. I, I mean, I, I think it's really cool that we finally have chemistry inside and it's finally somebody saying something nice about the New York Jets organization, man. It, <laughs> it, it, it's nice. It's nice to see and like, like I was saying, it's so nice to have someone like Quan Alexander who chose the Jets for the head coach and he's hyping the team up. Like he, he, his career is on, you know, on the backside. He wants to play for a winner. He came here because he believes in this team. That's unbelievable. You know, the, the facilities and stuff. Like you said, that's a tiebreaker. You know what I'm saying? Cause if we had maybe Cincinnati's, uh, facilities, it's like, ah, like, yeah, it all sounds good, but. You know what I'm saying? I need my, I need like really good medical facilities because I'm old. You know what I'm trying to say? These games are going to hurt. So I, you know, uh, everything is good, man. Everything's good in the Jets facilities. And honestly, especially in the scout team, because it looks like our rookies are playing well. You know, like we, Sauce Gardner, he's going against TJ Reed today, which is pretty fun. He's looking good, man. Jermaine Johnson out here, like signing autographs, looking good. Like, 
Sherwood uh, being called the Florham Park Strangler, or you know, our draft pick from last year by Coach Lala because he has long arms. I, man, in terms of the Jets, I'm I'm just really excited if they just stay healthy. Dude, five and a half seems like the easiest bet on planet Earth. So I don't know what else to say. Yeah, I mean, it's good hearing like everybody showing up on the defensive side. I mean, and you talk about Quan Alexander choosing the Jets where he can go compete for, you know, another title contender, make go add to the resume, show that he could be an impactful player on a championship winning team, but yet he chose the New York Jets because of the relationships <laughs> that we got, which is, you know, this is part of like who you hire, right? It's, it's like you bring in someone like Robert Salah to make sure that you have someone who has those relationships from the prior organization who has those connections that people respect because if he can attract those type of people to here, it's just, you know, I remember doing uh, something while I was getting my master's in organizational management. And they always talk about starting something, right? Like they always talk about like when you start like a movement, it's not, it's not, it's not the first person. Yes. The first person is important, but it's always the second person that comes joins because then it starts to be like, Oh, well, if they join, I'll go join. Right. And then from there, it's, it's then, it's then just, it's a wave. It's a domino effect. People start joining, especially if it's someone that you trust, you respect. So for this, if you trust and respect Quan Alexander and you see that he's taking a one year deal to go play for the New York Jets under Robert Sawa for a team that DJ huh? Reed, DJ yeah. Reed, DJ Reed too, Lincoln man. Thompson. I mean, I mean, it's Lincoln all Thomas, big, like big positions. CJ Uzama. Yeah. Tyler Conklin. You, we keep going down the line, but you come over here after you saw what this team did last season and you saw that the, our quarterback didn't play well. So you're taking a risk. It's a big risk to come w- play with a second year quarterback, right? It, it's only positive, man. It's, o- it's, o- it's only positive. Of course, you need to see the performance on the field, but I like where this team is going, uh, as of right now. Lots of positive vibes. Lots of positive vibes. Yeah, and I mean the, everywhere, man. Everywhere. What, what's, what are you gonna say, Greg? The, there's some people being a little negative about the offense. Like, oh, there's a lot of sacks for the defense. You know, the defense is playing really well. Isn't that a good thing that Carl Lawson's back playing like that? Yeah, and also too, if you follow football year in and year out, especially the preseason stuff and the, the offseason stuff, defense always starts out better. Week one, chances are the overs and unders are lower. The defenses play better because the offense takes time. You have to have chemistry. You have to have rhythm. You have to, there's a lot to process when it comes to the offense where the defense, you know, you can kind of know what you're doing, know your assignment and go after it. And you're getting after the ball. You're getting at, you know, you're locking down your defender, your offensive player that you're playing against. So the defense looks strong. And to your point, Alex, I want the defense to look strong. I want the defense to lead this team. I don't want. Our, our fate to be put in second year quarterback Zach Wilson's hands just yet. I want him to play well. So it takes some pressure off our defense. So we're not the 31st or 32nd ranked defense like we were last year, but I want the defense to lead. I want the defense to be the one that's moving us in the right direction. And it seems like that's the, the, the way so far. It's awesome to see so far. I remember last year, PFF had our offensive line like ranked 11 or so. Yeah. And, and that's without Lincoln Thompson. We completely we shifted everything to the right. Becton's back. Things have completely changed. You know what I mean? It could be for better or for worse. We'll see. I assume it's going to be better. So if it's better than 11, that means better it's be the better. top 10. It better be better. I, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> also, too, the other thing that's going to help with that, like not, not to cut you off there, John, Brees oh, okay. Hall. I've been watching videos on him, like scouting stuff. 
like the way he plays, which I know a lot of people say he's slow. He plays kind of like Ladinian Tomlinson. But what he does is when he attacks, when he attacks an assignment, when he attacks a gap, he keeps, he's very good at keeping his shoulders square to the point of attack. And it gives him every time three options. When he makes his jump cut, he can go left, he can shoot up straight, or he can cut back and go right. And it's it's a little it's little things like that that I think the Jets really look for, especially in a zone run game that we're going to be running. So it's a beautiful thing to see, hopefully, this coming together. That, to your point a little bit ago, I think Alex said it, we're finally getting our guys in that we need to run these systems well, whether it's Michael Floor's offense, whether it's Coach Salah's defense. So very happy. I think, I think Brees Hall is going to help the offensive line out so much because it's not drop balls out of the backfield. It's not two or three yard runs. He's going to be breaking a 20 yarder. He's going to be going for 15. He's going to be doing his thing. So, and we have Michael Carter who looked phenomenal last year. Yeah. He had a little bit of an ankle injury, uh, which is, I feel like it's okay. So just like, you know, take it easy. It's not a serious injury. Like we saw the, you know, the safety from the bills go down to another guy from Tampa. Scary. Yeah. Things are scary right now. So I hope that Michael Carter takes it easy, but dude, this Brees Hall, uh, offensive player, offensive rookie of the year business. I mean, at plus eight hundred. I, I don't know. I I can't take my eyes off. I think I think Hall's gonna have a really good season, man. I mean, I, I think it's, it, it, no. I, 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 just, I just think it's easy for a running back to have a good season. There's not much like if you can pass block and you know how to hit your, you know how to hit the hole. Like I think it's you're you're pretty solid. It's not it's not like playing quarterback. It's not playing offensive line where you have to, there's so many more reads that you have to make, you know, and unlike wide receiver where I think it comes down to more of the technical and understanding the timing of the quarterback, which takes a lot longer. Like you're literally in the backfield. (laughs) You literally get the ball handed into your chest. If it's your play, like if you understand pace, how to slow the game down and know where you're looking for, that's why we always see like rookie running backs come out of nowhere. It's like, oh my God, can you believe uh so and so is going off right now? And it's like, yeah, I can because they were good in college. They came in with like a good like a legit adult body and they understand how to play the position. I feel like the running back position is is not as shocking as some like to make it out to believe. Not like I feel like Brees Hall is gonna be that guy. I think we're gonna have an awesome one two punch. Oh yeah. Um, it's gonna be awesome, man. It's gonna be awesome watching this Jets team. I, I can't wait to see the pre the first preseason game and get an idea of where people are at. We have linebackers, bro. Like for I, something I, that we, for something that we shouted about all off season, and the Jets kept saying, "Oh, we're good," or people around the Jets kept saying, "Oh, we're good at linebacker. We good. We're good." We certainly brought in a few, and we certainly needed it. And so, maybe because they knew, maybe you know, they're doing. And we That's could true. talk about our we could talk our next topic. You know, maybe they know how to tamper better than a certain team Whoa. because they're like they're like, oh, you guys are leaving. You guys want to come to the Jets? Yeah, we're gonna come to the Jets. We'll take our time. We're just gonna check out the landscape first. And it's like, okay, okay, okay. We ain't gonna draft a linebacker like that. We're gonna do something. <laughs> we're gonna do some other things. But we're gonna I, sign you guys. We're gonna sign you guys. Uh, that's honestly a fact. Because if we drafted a linebacker higher, there's no way Quan Alexander would be on this team. Not at all. No, that, 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 that's, that, that's a pretty, that, that's a nice little tidbit there. But I'm really excited about CJ Mosley and Quan Alexander. Like I don't I don't think we've grasped that yet, but that's unbelievable. Four years ago, that's like the best <laughs> linebacking core in football. <laughs> and then, I mean, 
If, if they have stuff in the tank, CJ Mosley took two years off since that, you know, f- that four years ago that you're talking about. Last year he looked okay. I mean, if he has Quan Alexander yeah. next to him, like somebody who could like kind of encourage him and not, you know, not, you know, uh, you know, somebody else, I will, I will, I will, I will shame anyone. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I'm glad that there's two all pros next to each other there. And then Sherwood, like I said, getting nicknames from the head coach. He did really well before he got injured. I wonder if Hamza is going to be back too. They feel like they got injured at the same exact time or maybe like two or three weeks apart. So I'm excited about that too. The depth is crazy. Whew. I'm hyped about this Jets team, man. I don't, I don't know what else to say. I, the, the, every single day that goes by, like playoffs look like reality to me. So I just, I just need the, I just need the regular season to start. <laughs> I when I, I just, hear like I know it's a, I know it's a totally different offense, but when I hear Quan Alexander, CJ Mosley, I just think about like when Greg said like four years ago, that's like a dynamic back. It just makes me think of like having like Patrick Willis and like I don't know Navarro Bowman or something like that, just like as or Alden Smith. Kind of like if four years ago we had that, that that's it's nasty. a typical Jets move. Like when we had Brett Favre, like oh get Ed Reed, <laughs> like you're just, you know Jason Taylor. You're like, oh yeah, like this is gonna be sick. It's like, nah, man. Thirty years ago, maybe. <laughs> yeah, thirty years ago. Tomlin- Tomlinson. We did. <laughs> we, like, we did. We, we did get LT. Yeah, we got with Aiden Tomlinson. We get everybody at the end. Bart Scott, even. Hey, relax on the Mad Backer. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but let's talk about this last time. Let's talk about this tampering stuff, man, because they're divisional. Ro- they're divisional foes. We have I to. Got- I don't. Have I don't know about the con, man. We we will. I don't know if you guys saw this viral video of this guy in his car screaming today, just Good. absolutely screaming about how he's upset, how the Dolphins couldn't even tamper right. They didn't even get the guy who, like, they didn't even have an interview with Tom Brady, but yet they lost their first round pick for something they tried to do and didn't even successfully. He was going <clears throat> off, like, Frank absolutely off. Uh, I don't think it's Frank. No, Tank. No, no, no. I, 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 don't, I don't, I don't know who this guy is. But it was hilarious. This guy was going off on a rant. And I'll say this. If like this happened to the Jets, I'd be probably in the same position. Um, Dude, I don't even want to think about it. If this happened to the New York Jets, I don't, I'm livid right now about this Tom Brady character that's supposedly, <laughs> uh, the goat, the best, the angel, amazing. Let's eat his food. Let's, let's wear his clothes. Let's praise him. Dude, this Does man. anyone wear TB12 clothing outside of New England? That's a question. Yes. Oh, yeah. Big uh, golf. Really? Yeah. Big Good golf apparel. Good Dude, Lord. I'm telling you, this guy is the biggest con man that's ever walked the earth. It's insane. Allegedly. <laughs> Dude, I, 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 if, 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 I was a, if I was a Dolphins fan losing my first and third round pick for this scumbag Tom Brady, oh, my God, dude. Like, I have a question, and of course, I know Greg wants to go off about this as well, but I have, I have a serious question. I understood a little bit why Patriots fans were Tampa Bay Buccaneer fans when Tom Brady went to Tampa. I understood a little bit. And I guess now Tom Brady, looking now, kind of looking at it, he helped the Patriots going forward because he took away draft picks from the Dolphins. But I'm wondering, man, I'm wondering if Patriots fans have to feel some type of way about this guy who was in training camp on the final year, right? Like their quote-unquote last dance, texting other girls, bro. Texting the Dolphins, yo. 
I can't believe that. It has to change your whole relationship. It has to change <laughs> everything. I can't believe it, man. I, I would assume so. He's the worst. Look, I'll say this, though. He deserves to be in prison. He but deserves the, but, to be in prison. But hold on. I mean, we also got to yeah. talk about like the Dolphins. Like we have the whole Brian Flores, uh, you know, suit lawsuit going on right now. And we have to like Dolphins got what they de- kind of deserve. Like you're telling a head coach, Hey, you got a tank, like purposely lose games. You know, we're talking about, uh, you know, what was it? Russell Gage out here, uh, getting suspended for gambling. We're talking about guy, team Calvin, that actually said, Calvin Yo, Ridley. Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Ridley. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Calvin Ridley. Talk about Calvin really gambling on games being suspended for a year. We're talking about a team that legit said to a head coach, lose. Like, absolutely. Sure, it wasn't it was for money joke. purposes. It was a joke. That's, yeah, that's joke. Yeah, was. oh, yeah, okay. Joke. That's yeah. literally what the ruling says. They said it was a joke. That's what they ruled. Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Just say what it says. Yeah, I know. It's, I, I, it's, can you imagine? I killed that guy. Oh, but it was a joke. <laughs> yeah, he told me I you confessed, but he was just was joking that time. Yeah, but he's dead. Yeah, but I was just joking. <laughs> yeah, you know, he said I could hit him over the head. You know, I told him uh, it's you a know, pure it was coincidence. A joke. Pure coincidence. Do you Come think on, if man. they were like, do you think if they were like six and two, instead of starting out zero and eight, that the it was a joke could play? Do you think that could like be a pass? Like if they were like really good and sure, like, oh, I mean I yeah, joking. I mean yeah. Obviously, like we were six and two. I mean, that, I was just, that's I was even just harder. Kidding. I mean, that's harder to prove. Like if you're winning, it's like yeah. I just don't I mean, think you would say fight. that. I don't think you would make that joke. Yeah, because <laughs> it's not a joke. <laughs> it's like yeah, we suck. Let's get this bracket. Bro, come on, man. Can we talk? Can we like look? We're we're Knicks fans. We saw when the Knicks won seventeen games with Kevin Knox and Frank Nolkin at the helm and Manuel Mudiay, like. You could go listen to Ennis Cantor when he was on the Bill Simmons podcast. It was like, look, it was like, look, this team purposely did not want to win. Yes, they fielded a roster. Internally, they all understood. We ain't trying to win. We're trying to get Zion. All right. That's that's Ennis freedom of speech to you, bro. Yeah, right. get it right. No, you're right. You're right. Ennis freedom. <laughs> you're, right. you're right. You're right. You're right. My apologies. My apologies. I get his name right. Um, but Ennis freedom, right? He goes on the Bill Simmons and says that stuff. I'm like, Teams do this stuff. This is not new. We saw the 76ers with Hinky do it. You're, how is it even a joke at this point? Like, you can't even say it's a joke. Teams legitimately do this to try to get who they want. I mean, listen, speaking of the Knicks, I know that they're in tampering. And, uh, you know, I, I, I would never want Jalen Brunson to, you know, get fined or anything happen to him if the Knicks were to be found guilty of tampering. But if I'm being objective about it, maybe that would stop players from actually tampering if it's not just the team because they don't give a crap if the team, you know, pays a fine or loses the draft pick. Like the players never seem to care. But in this case, dude, how can you, how can you allow this? How can you allow the head coach of another team on the Saints negotiate with the Dolphins while also a quarterback within the division negotiating with the Dolphins? That's insane. Like they're playing each other at some point. You know what I'm saying? During Twice. Two times. So like that. Like that's that's <laughs> that's wild, man. I I can't stand it. How like this finally goes to because there's a lot of like nuances when people just say, "Oh, hey, how can this guy get this date of suspension and this of suspension?" And nobody's equating stuff. But in this case, the Ridley competition and the Tom Brady competition, like. This is a stain on competition for the NFL. Like it kind of does fold in the same area. I know they said Tom Brady's nothing's going to happen to him, 
I get why like players don't get in trouble for tampering, but honestly, players should. This is crazy. I mean, people were upset about Kevin Durant going to you know to the car after the game and talking with the Warriors or whatever. This is in training camp. Like, come on, dude. This is I don't. This is nuts. I know I hate Tom Brady already, but this is kind of wild, man. And he costs no, Dolphins two. You're, you're not. A first you're not far fetched, man. Because think about it. If you're a t, if you he ruined the Dolphins. Think about it. If like you're a player and you and you know that you won't get pe- penalized, but you could do something to penalize another team. Like why not? Like what? Why not? Why not? Yeah, you have, like lose. Lose. zero sum, man. Like zero yeah, sum. I, I think to your point, Alex. I think if you're a Patriot fan, you're so delusional that you're like, that's what Tom was doing. Yeah. Tom knew that. Tom knew that he couldn't get in trouble. Tom knew he was just trying to get. He was just trying to get the stupid Miami Dolphins <laughs> to fall for it. Trying and to they help. Fell for it. Yeah, yeah, now the Dolphins. Yeah, exactly. That's the only Tom thing. just well, trying to win on the congratulations. field. Congratulations, Tom. Just win. Congratulations, win, Patriots fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. You hurt all three. Belichick hurt the Jets. Brady now hurt the Dolphins. But he helped us. Me. He helped us in the process. Like you know, as you know, Jets fans, like we're hyped because now the Dolphins don't. They, the Dolphins for the last couple of years have had a hundred draft picks. I feel like and so True. they've been accumulating picks. Hundred draft picks, hundred players. I mean, we can go up and down the list of like who they had. Now they, don't have, now they still don't have a quarterback, in my humble opinion. The days of Ryan Tannehill and Mike Wallace. <laughs> Don't They're tell head- Tyreek Hill that though. Tyreek Hill thinks he's got the best quarterback. Exactly. No, that's fine. I don't want to tell Tyreek Hill. Let him let him show me. Let him continue to think that. That's fine. The head coach talking about Yeezy Day today. I know he's making a joke. But like the fact that he knows about Yeezy Day, like, I don't know. I just don't want that. Like about in my football head coach. Like if Salah was talking about Yeezy Day today, I would I would be giving you Adam K size right I'd now. I'd be nervous. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Like I know. Can you, like, can, oh, can you imagine Adam Gaze talking about Yeezy Day? Like, can you imagine? No. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm very happy from a Jet standpoint, right? Because another notch on Brady's belt of him just being the worst person. Finally, people are people could start to see the light. What I would try to tell you guys, right? The light. And on on, on the second part of that, the, the Church of John. The Dolphins are going to be worse, man. They're just, they're just, they're just going to be a worse team this year and the worst team next year and the worst team the year after, all because of this, you know, fine. Which is also pretty funny that they're spending the owner. Which and that was going to be my last point. What a what a move by the NFL spending the owner for through September, right? What's that October. Mean? You can't go to the meetings. I don't know. They have <laughs> okay. owners meeting this week or next week. I think I don't know. Yeah, you can't go. Can't oh, be man, around the facility, can't. maybe. Can't go to the game. Looks like I have to just stay at home in my mansion and watch this game on the big screen television. <laughs> that that is kind of annoying though. If I own the team and I'm not allowed to go, I get it, and I lose. Is it, dude? You got a you're hidden. You're you're him. You open in Miami. You got the, like the nicest place. Probably got a boat. You go hang out on your yacht and go watch a game. You don't have to be there shaking hands and doing what whatnot. You can go be home. I don't know. Maybe that's just because I'm like I like being home. I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> Yeah, but you also don't own the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I don't know if I want to own the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> well, Tom Brady sure did, that loser. Put him in what prison. What a loser. Let's end it Dude. on that. What a loser. Like Elon Musk, like you see, like he went to, he was trying to get the deal with Twitter. He had to put money in escrow and it didn't go through. Now Twitter is suing, 
Elon Musk. That's how it works. That's business. Not, oh, yeah, my dad here. Oh, okay. You just, you guys get all messed up. <laughs> I'm good in Tampa Bay now. Like, it, and it's in Florida, too. You know what I mean? For us, it seems like so far away. NFC, uh, AFC, like, they have nothing to do with each other. But, dude, like, it's Tampa and Miami. It's like, uh, I don't know. It's, 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 a, boat it's ride. a wild move. It's a wild move. <laughs> it's a plane buddy. ride, boat ride, maybe a train ride. I don't it's know. A I don't know there. <laughs> it's a common. It's a common. Yeah, oh, he's the biggest scumbag going. Prison. No, this is this is uh this is not a uh Tom Brady stand podcast. This is whatever the opposite is. I don't even <laughs> yeah. know what the opposite is. But uh, we can facts, we can it's, facts. it's a facts podcast. Yeah, it's the, the truth podcast. podcast. <laughs> the truth hurts podcast. <laughs> yeah, the truth hurts podcast. All right. Well, on that note, I think I think this is a good place to end. It's been a good time here. Thank you all for tuning in for the Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. You know what to do if you appreciate this podcast. Please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. You can find us anywhere. You can also make sure to give us that five-star rating if you listen to us on Apple or Spotify. And please make sure to leave a review or comment if you listen to us on Apple. Make sure to check us out on the Daily Knicks or the Jet Press. Make sure to find this YouTube channel, Knicks, Jets, etc. All right, subscribe. When you watch a video, hit the like button, leave a comment. We want to know your thoughts and opinions of what you just watched. Check out Winning Picks Weekly, another podcast that's on this YouTube channel that's also partnered with Minute Media. We got John, video producer Greg, and our boy and co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through every sport possible when it comes to giving sports betting odds. All right. Make sure to check them out. And then last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. All right. And if you don't even know where those are, you can just check the bio of every podcast or every video that you watch. It's down below. So you can go find the links. The handles are there. The links to the, everything is there. So you can just click on Time that. Timestamps are there. Timestamps are there. <laughs> We're doing it all. We're doing it all over here. We're slowly building. Slowly building something over here. But thank you all. Thank you to our listeners for tuning in for the Jets episode of the Knicks Jets Etc. podcast. We out. Let's go Jets. Put Brady in prison. <laughs>